This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> if you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad This is actually my first time rocking the stash in, in, in full form. I like it. Usually it's like a little patchy, <laughs> yeah, spots totally. missing, but like now I get to I get to kind of rock it. But I can't wait till it's like just humongous, just like <laughs> a paintbrush. Yeah, totally. The trick to that is is you keep shaving. Just shave, shave, shave. Shave one day, <laughs> and then the next day you shave again, and then maybe like you could shave three times the other day. In one day? Yep. I like it. I think I need a colonic as well. And now. Burger, what you sipping? Ready on Our feature presentation. Hey, party people. Welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time, it's for a Thursday, the 4th of October. <laughs> With me. Yes. Woo. Um, I don't remember Muggs uh, and the mustache years. I guess I don't see him as much as you guys do, but was that a failed experiment? Did he give up after a while? I don't know if I remember the mustache I think it was years. a brief thing. Yeah, like he was just shaving, then stopped at the mustache, then continued a couple days later, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to be able to go back uh, within 500 feet of a school. Was so, that it? So he shaved okay. it, yeah. Makes sense. Was, it, was that about the same time he got rid of the windowless van? Same oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the candy he's always carrying around. <laughs> God, I would I would so have a mustache if I could grow one. I would. I'm would so you? envious of people who have those rich, uh, thick, Tom Selleck Magnum P.I. mustaches. As, an, as a half Armenian man, I can grow it in about 25 minutes. If really? Like. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Now, I, having said that, I do not envy the people who have to shave every day because I only shave about every four days uh, because that's how slowly the hair in my face grows. But if I wanted to have a beard or a mustache, I wish I had the option at least. Well, I'll give you half of mine. Have you ever have you ever ha- had a uh, had a just a mustache? Uh, only like in joking when I'm shaving and then want to freak out my fiance. Yeah, okay. and just walk up and be like, "Is everything cool?" And then I just have like a crazy mustache. <laughs> she actually liked it. No. She, yeah, she took a photo of it when I did it last time. I was like, uh, "Hey, you want candy?" Like I walked up and <laughs> right? said something creepy. And uh, she took a photo and she loved it. She she like uh, keeps it. She's like, I like oh, it. it. Looks cool. This is some oh. weird role playing we're hearing yeah, about right now. Well, I was oh, wearing a cop hat. Well, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and you full... launched into the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full police outfit, and then I brought in an Indian dude, and uh, yeah. it really went all out. You do, yeah, yeah. you have to. 
And Allie, your uh, your mustache, of course, is legendary. We don't have to talk about Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, well, we got a very full program today, but I want to start with this. Especially, uh, this was on my mind, especially in light of the Doyers playing this afternoon. What five uh, five fifteen, five twenty, something like that at Dodger Stadium. My, my memory is when you go into a baseball stadium and you have your ticket. There's always language, legal language on the back of the ticket that says, hey, you're at risk if a ball comes into the stands. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on you. It's just it's it's a danger of the game is please know that there are going to be flying projectiles around and heads up yeah. so you don't get hit. And more importantly, so you don't sue us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I know where you're going with this. And boy, did this step that up one extra level. <laughs> it sure did. Now, do we think that's a reasonable policy? Would it, should it be Dodger Stadium's fault if I'm in the outfield tonight and a Bellinger home run hits me in the face? Should it, should I have some sort of recourse or is that just that's the price of doing business? If I'm going, I put myself in jeopardy. Well, baseball's had some issues before in the past about the netting mm-hmm. uh, behind home plate mm-hmm. and regulations between different stadiums. And if, if we should should be doing it on the right and left side going up towards the bullpen. So that's been an argument for a long time. And I actually think the answer is we should do that. Yeah, there's a difference between a line drive into, you know, the first base side Uh versus a home run into center field. You have time to react to that. Right. So I think people in the outfield, you're on your own. Yeah. yeah, and and also we have seen over the years we have seen that netting behind home plate get bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger absolutely. because of the way things have been. Those foul balls are coming at you at hundred miles an yeah. hour. I, I mean, what about that. what about a bat? Those all the time get out yes. of their hands yeah. and end up over there. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Jensen, you know the story. It's back in the news because a lawsuit is being contemplated by a woman named Corrine Ramande. She is forty nine years old. She was there at the Ryder Cup the other day, which is the big Europe versus U.S. Uh, t- uh, golf tournament that they have every year it was in france and her as it was explained in the press her eyeball exploded yeah it was as if every reporter got together and said you're using exploded right Right? (laughs) (laughs) literally in every single story this is uh, brooks kepka who is one of the best golfers in the world it was just a bad shot as all golfers are going to have he's won the pga championship he's won the u.s open a couple of times her eyeball exploded she was hit in by a kepka drive on the sixth hole of the tournament's opening day on friday medics rushed to her aid in front of concerned onlookers she was later later taken to the hospital uh by the way uh mr kepka was made aware of it immediately and ran right over to her to offer his uh sympathy and sign some stuff for her and she said that it happened so fast i didn't feel any pain when I was hit, which I don't understand. Mm. I didn't feel like the ball had struck my eye, but then the blood started to pour out. Oh, cool. I had a scan at the hospital, confirmed a fracture on the right eye socket and an explosion of the eyeball. Now, the reason this is not just a, wow, you'll never believe what happened to me at the Ryder Cup, is now, a few days later, it has been determined that she will forever be blind in that eye. Oh, wow. So that's a repercussion right there. She will not be able to see in that eye. And she says, as most people say, hey, um, you know, I, I use them both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd really like to be able to see out of both. So as bad as the golfer feels, is there any kind of recourse here for the fan? Or is it, again, just like going to Dodger Stadium? Look, you're in a golf tournament. You know they're hitting balls around. And by the way, it was confirmed that four was yelled multiple times before the ball was hit. It's different from being at a ballpark. You're liter- This would be like you're at Dodger Stadium 
standing at first base. Yeah. You're on their playing ground. Yes. So, no, there's no recourse. Yeah. And Sorry, you're tri- lady. And you're tri- Beat it, kid. <laughs> Beat it, kid. Beat it, blindy. And you're also... Oh, jeez. You're also choosing to be... She didn't be... see that one coming. <laughs> she's not going to see a lot of things coming. She's also choosing to be there, I guess. Right. I mean, I would just think you have to know... Well, I was... I'm hoping she was held against her will to watch golf. <laughs> also, I'm like... Hoping. Also, what are you doing watching golf live? Amen. What are you doing? I mean, I, I feel like this is Darwinism. I do wonder about those hundreds of people that spend five hours walking down a course to follow Come golfers. On. It sounds awful. They at oh. least even give the golfers carts. Right? Like, you're just a fan. You got to walk it out. Oh. It's not for me. Yeah, it's not for me either. I don't think that's the point of the oh, question. Okay. No, it's still All not right. for me, though. I just want to repeat it. So she... <laughs> As far as you're concerned, she look. You can sue for anything, but you don't. You don't give her a dime for that, or is there some sort of compensation? How do you handle it? Well, my thing is they they created the four thing. You know, like everyone knows, you go to golf, you could get hit by a golf ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like going into these kind of things, either it's a baseball game or golf or really any sport. Yeah, sometimes a puck leaves the ice in hockey, too. A ton of times, yeah. Yeah. You're signing a contract, basically, Mm -hmm. and that's what those tickets are, even though no one reads it. But you're signing – there's there's a possibility something could happen. Even in basketball when, you know, Shaquille O'Neal dove into the first row and knocked somebody out. Like, that stuff is all part of sport and athletics. And I feel like – well, number one, they – they can't blame the golfer, which I'm sure he'll, his name will be thrown around uh, for this lawsuit. But I, I don't think there's anything here. I think that this is part of the dumb hazard of seeing live sports. Right. Is she American? No, she's French. Oh, weird. I assumed she was suing. She's obviously American. <laughs> right. Oh, she's one of those dirty French. <laughs> I say take the other eye then if that's right? the case. Amen. Right? You know what, the uh, the saddest part for her going forward is how painful this time of year is going to be every time she hears two eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's mocking her it is what really it's doing. Is. All right, let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach show, shall we? That is a huge mistake. America, it's a huge mistake. Well, you don't know if it's a huge mistake yet, Kelly. Ed. Let's wait and see how it plays out. First of all, this can't be a thing is a new segment we're debuting on the program today. I'm very excited, Allie. That photo that you tweeted out over the weekend, mm-hmm. that's thats not a thing, right? It, it is a thing, and <laughs> it's going to be your thing, okay. is all I'm saying. Uh, is that the, that's the new segment's catchphrase? Yes. <laughs> it's long. It's right. a little wordy. We'll so, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, animals, animals, animals in the news. We got a new batch of animal stories on the program for you today. R.J. Bell joins us from Las Vegas from pregame.com to talk about the NFL Week 5. He's got his picks for you if you want to make a little money. Jensen, it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means we're going to get up on this. Yes, yes, yes. I have a great rock band for you this week. Excellent. A uh, husband overhears his wife practicing his eulogy. They are not in their 80s. Mm-hmm. They are 35 and 29. He well, wants he's to... dying, though. He... No, he's fine. They're in perfect uh, health. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he thought very happy together. He wants to know, please help me. Is there any other possible explanation going on here except murder? Well, I mean, public speaking practice. I can't. Right? I'm just reaching now. She's doing monologues <laughs> yeah. in acting school. This is how yeah. every. This is how it, uh, the best dateline starts. Oh, yes, man. exactly. All of that plus your Afro line calls and Allie's got the first look at what's happening when we return right after this on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. It's time for what's happening. What's happening is Jimmy Kimmel is opening up a comedy club in Las Vegas. It's going to be open up next spring, and it's a two-story, 300-seat venue. 
hopes to host some big names, and he's going to basically curate all of the talent that comes in. Dumb question. I know that lots of the casinos have rooms for comedy, but are there standalone comedy clubs in Las Vegas very much? I'm not sure it's they're ones you want to go to. Okay. If that makes sense. A little on like, the shadier side? No, or? it's just like there's never like big headliner stuff right. that's outside of the hotels. That's why this is going to be kind yeah, of a Yeah, this will be deal. kind of a big deal. It's yeah. an outdoor promenade on the strip across from Caesars Palace, which is who he teamed up with. He teamed up with casino giant Caesars Entertainment in announcing the plan. So, hopes to be open next spring. Well, he's got a uh, ton of comedian friends. That's for sure. That is you know, for he, sure. He, he knows everybody, is well-liked by everybody. I'm sure people will be delighted to play his club. And yeah. a, a rare famous person from Vegas. He yes. is indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think he's from New York, but he was uh, born and raised in Vegas. Yeah. I try yeah. to think other famous people from Vegas. Uh, Panic at the Disco? Yes. Yeah. The Killers? Yes. Um, Imagine Dragons? Wow, you're killing it. Jillian <laughs> uh, Bell? Jesus. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't know I tapped into something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I have a lot of Vegas feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good times, everybody. Good times. Well, this is just a really sad story that's come out about Tom Cruise and his daughter, Suri. Oh, no. According to the divorce settlement from 20, what, 2012 when they divorced, he's allowed to see her up to 10 days a month, but reportedly hasn't spent any time with her in years. Tom Cruise hasn't even been photographed with Surrey since 2013. Former Village Voice Editor-in-Chief Tony Ortega, who is now a critic of Scientology, says that Katie probably signed some non-disclosure agreement saying she wouldn't say anything bad about Scientology just to ensure that she has primary custody. But it's it's true. You never see anything about him being anywhere near her. So technically, Scientology is more important to Tom Cruise than his child. Right. Cool. Yeah, it's it's bad. But he has a pretty private private life too. It's certainly look. I'm not doubting the details of this reporting, but it would be possible somebody like Tom Cruise could be with his family, and and we wouldn't know about it. The press wouldn't have photos of it. I mean, he has the ability of Zenu, right, to do whatever he it's wants. True. It's true. Who do you uh, who do you ask questions of if Suri's not around? Oh. Wow. His other I kid, mean... Alexa. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I heard he has a butler named Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Who died years ago. Did he? Yeah, he's oh, gone. so sad. He passed away. Uh, remember when Ask Jeeves was the thing? It was the thing. What happened to Jeeves? I, I feel like it was the first big search engine. Am I wrong? I feel like that, too. Uh, yeah, I think. I that mean, Yahoo, Alta Vista, too. Yahoo, I think, was my go-to, even early. Even before Jeeves? Yeah. <laughs> you said that with the most shock I've ever heard you say anything. Even before How Jeeves? How dare you? Uh, yeah, I think Yahoo was my go-to. Interesting. No love for Alta Vista. Am I alone on Alta Vista being <laughs> I don't early? even know what that is. Alta See, Vista that, was an early one, yeah. That's, I mean, how, that's how early it was. You were still a kid, Allie. I was using Prodigy. The band? Oh, I, I was yeah. like, would call them up. And they're like, uh, <laughs> smack my bitch out. They like yelled at me. Any uh, question I asked. Everything was just smack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was on uh, CopyServe. Comp- yeah, that was CompuServe. a thing. That was a CopyServe, yeah. That was a thing. What are you even saying? Yeah, we were we were old. And also when you go into the chat rooms, uh, it was real creepy on any of these services. If I had my way, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. Uh, well, what a bummer for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Chelsea Peretti, 
announced her exit yesterday. She took to Twitter to share the news. Here's her quote. I won't be doing a full season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in season six, but that doesn't mean I won't ever be back. Winky face emoji, heart emoji. I want to thank you for the hours you spent watching Gina be Gina. No! I know. What a bummer. And then the showrunner, Dan Gore, then piped up, said some really lovely things about her, and then said, also, I know for a fact this isn't the last we'll see of Gina Linetti. I mean, she got run over by a freaking bus, and she only missed like a week of work. Mm-hmm. So that's that's sad. And she worked very lo- uh, late into her pregnancy as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that look, I will miss Gina. She's great on that show. Mm-hmm. That show is stacked with talent, though. It really is. Yeah, but it's still a, a bummer. Yeah, sure. She's one of the greats. She's and if you need great. more Chelsea Pretty, she has an, a really good comedy special on Netflix. She has oh, a, her, her stand-up special is very good. I do enjoy her. It starts with her on a motorcycle. Clearly not her. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. She's wearing a helmet the whole time. <laughs> so. I mean, it's the law, Jensen. Right. Do you hate the law? All right. Well, just saying. God. You, uh, you judge yourself. That's a woman for you. I mean, I feel like you're saying women can't ride motorcycles. That's what you're saying because we have vaginas. That's common knowledge. God, our vaginas can ride motorcycles. That's that's, that's the new women's march <laughs> it slogan. Is. Yeah. It is. We're just going to have motorcycle hats now. <laughs> Guys, what's happening? You want some birthdays? Great. How about some actresses? A lot of them sharing birthday today. Dakota Johnson, Melissa Benoist, Rachel Lee Cook, Susan Sarandon, Alicia Silverstone, and Leah Schreiber. Happy birthday to you. That's weird. They're on uh, Ray Donovan together. Susan and Leah think they're celebrating together. Uh, I doubt anyone really hangs out with Susan Sarandon. Thank you for being Team Allie. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. By the way, do yourself a favor, get over to krock.com and check out the details on Tuesday Bloody Tuesday. It's our annual blood drive that's going to be coming this coming Tuesday at the Hollywood Park Casino. Brad Williams is going to be down there, beer mug, broadcasting live. Tons of prizes just for coming down, and you'll feel good about giving the blood as well. Again, details at krock.com. It's next Tuesday. Speaking of the uh, the blood drive, which we do in October every year, Allie, this is a very special time of year for you, too, as you start to see ridiculous things that are pumpkin-related. Ridiculous things. Yeah, I've been scouring the Internet uh, for all things pumpkin, but I have come up against some some very strange things, and I have to ask the question, how is this a thing? How is this a thing? Oh, how is this a thing? How is this a thing? Oh, how is this a thing? This thing's a sad, this thing knows. How is this a thing? How is that intro a thing? I'm not sure. Not sure. Anytime we get to hear Omar's falsetto, I'm usually in. Okay. That was was scary, which is appropriate for the season. Yes, this How Is This A Thing is all Halloween related. We have just tweeted out a picture at Kevin and Bean on Twitter. I don't know if you remember maybe last year, but the year before was the real big year of glitter on the boobs yes. during festival season. It's just all about glitter boobs. Just so it's out there, just, you, you should know this. I, I have I take medicine for obsessive compulsive disorder. Yes, as we've said before. Oh, glitter must be your nemesis. It's top three. Absolutely. Yeah, it m- gets medication everywhere. There's no way to clean it up. It's insane. Well, you'll be happy to know, Jensen. Mm-hmm. The new thing this year, posting glitter all over your butt in the form of a pumpkin. Yes, you heard me right. Loose glitter painted 
and designed to look like pumpkins on your butt cheeks, you guys. How is this a thing? How is this a thing? Oh, how is this a thing? And who's applying the pumpkin well, to, your, to your ass? You're not question. doing it to yourself unless you you're very nimble um, and bendy, but somebody's doing it. Here's the thing. UK glitter brand Go Go Glitter nope. posted a photo of pumpkin-painted butts writing, twerk or treat, tag a friend oh. who has a pumpkin <laughs> perfect bum. By the way, great butt, though. Yeah, both of them. Great, yeah, very great, perky. Great uh, butt. They look like great pumpkins. They're like ghoulish strippers. <laughs> it's very, very weird. Is this going to catch on in America? Do you think this is something that'll... I mean, look, anything on the internet is worldwide, I guess. So if somebody sees it and likes it, they'll do it, right? I think just for Instagram, probably people okay. will do it. Yeah. All right, Mugs, we need you on this. It's going to be an awfully hairy pumpkin. <laughs> that is the hairiest pumpkin. <laughs> Although, Christine's always down to uh, use those wax strips. <laughs> All right. Charlie Brown and the Hairiest Pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> that's my favorite special. The saddest up. special ever. All right, next up for some families, carving pumpkins is a tradition. You get the whole family together. Maybe you go to a pumpkin patch or you go to your grocery store. You pick your favorite pumpkin. Then you sit down at the kitchen table. You all carve. It's a bonding time. Or you get older. You have friends over. You do it. You have some cocktails and then you judge each other's pumpkin. It's fun, right? Mm-hmm. You do it yourself. Well, now, an end to that carving community. The Highline Hotel is now offering something called pumpkin service. Yeah, that's right. Instead of buying that pumpkin at a pumpkin patch, having that bonding moment with family or friends, you can enlist a master pumpkin carver while kicking back with a bottle of champagne. You're paying someone to carve a pumpkin for you while you have a cocktail. Mm. How is this a thing? You, I mean, I, I guess this is for the people who enjoy having that kind of seasonal decoration on their front porch, but just either have no skills or just aren't interested in doing the work themselves. But you don't like, have to have like that many. Else. You don't have to have that many skills to no. just do eyes and a mouth. That's what I'm saying. You book a 45 minute slot. The master carver will carve most anything you please while you're having a bottle of champagne on the hotel's front patio. Go f yourself. I don't mind that one. That, that one doesn't bother me. That one's got a real Richie Rich vibe to it. It does. does. I mean, there are people, and I'm not this rich, but there are people who have someone come in and decorate their Christmas tree for them, for instance, you know, which I think takes out half the fun of Christmas, which is doing it yourself. And I guess this is kind of the same thing, and it's, it's why it's upsetting to you. That's true. I just want to bond with my family and friends. Yeah. When you hear things like that, it sounds like it's like a Brewster's Millions where someone's just like trying to get rid of money. Right. Because like why, why it takes how long to do that? Like just I can even do it and I can't draw a circle. Right. Yeah. It's just it's pure laziness. Well, thanks for bringing that to the table. Sorry about that. All right. And finally, this is for someone you truly hate. But you're sending them donuts. What plot twist? Those donuts delivered by a clown. Oh, you no. guys. You guys. Nope. This is not your, you know, garden variety little, you know, hi, I'm a clown with the nose. This is the it clown. This is full on it, sniled, smeared, face paint, pointy fangs, everything. This is a company called Hertz Donut, which is amazing. <laughs> Hertz Donut. It's a mini chain locations throughout the Midwest and the South. This is the second year in a row. From now through the end of the month, you can send a terrifying Pennywise-esque clown 
with red balloons and mm-hmm. all. The dude looks just like Pennywise. He's going to bring a dozen donuts to your friend or enemy's doorstep for five bucks, plus the cost of the donuts. Love it. They posted a video. It's terrifying. He is not just bringing the donuts. He is chasing you around. <laughs> it is murder. It is awful. So they show him just chasing this guy like around a construction site. Finally, the guy thinks he's safe. And then he's just like, boop, pops back up, chases him more. How is this a thing? How is this a thing? No, how is this a thing? I mean, that's, uh, you have the heart attack before you eat the donuts in that case, right? I will argue it is the best, like, seasonal job I've ever heard of. It's pretty good, Like, I would take that gig in a second. You go, you just deliver donuts as a clown and scare people? Sure. You're in? Oh, 100%. That's the best time I've ever heard. I'll do that right now. I'll leave the show. I think we have something for Jensen on Wednesday the 31st. Yep. How is this a thing? No, how is this a thing? Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q. All right, it's Kevin and Bean show here on a uh, Thursday morning. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven is not the number we're talking about right now because <laughs> because, because we're talking about the Afro line. What's that number? Which is in fact three two three five two zero A F R O, which is a completely different number. It uh, it's new though. We've only been right. doing it for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. This is uh, our voicemail here at the show where you call and leave a message on any topic. This is going to be very disturbing for Omar especially to hear because you remember the story that he told about the superhuman strength he had when he was out kayaking with his daughter? Right? Jet yeah, skiing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jet yeah. Skiing, he right? made a real Van Damme move and jumped yeah. on it in like a bullfrog way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what if I were to tell you that this first Afro caller uh, was a witness to said <gasps> incident and it sounds like maybe it went down a little differently. Yeah, hi. Uh, I was... Just wanted to let you guys know, I was watching Omar uh, from the shoreline at the river, you know, for his superhuman strength. Uh, it was actually knee-deep water. Uh, even his daughter was able to stand up, and uh, I'm pretty sure she lifted him onto the jet ski first, oh, wow. and then uh, she got on after that. Omar was sobbing the whole time. His daughter was trying to calm him down, but, but nothing really worked. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know. That's so, very different. Happy we had someone on the ground. Yeah. yeah, not the same story. Oh, wait, hold on. He called up. He called back hey, again. Same guy that uh, saw Omar in the river. Just another weird thing that I noticed. Omar actually fell back in. His daughter was driving the jet ski. She <laughs> flipped it back around, just reached one arm in the water, uh, pulled him out, and put it back on the jet ski. Wow. Pretty amazing. Superhuman, one might say. Oh, so so. Very different. Very different. Uh, Jensen, have you received a call on the Afro line until now? No, this will be my first. This will be your first first direct call. All right, let's see what they have to say. Hi, this message is for Jensen Carp. Uh, I had to look you up, Jensen, just because your voice sounds like Tobias Dudegate from Arrested Development. Like, I'm pretty confident that you wear denim cutoff shorts under your clothes all the time. Anyway, I just wanted to call to tell you that you treat Topanga right, okay? I feel like we all grew up with her. She's America's sweetheart, and we all love her. So you'd be good to her, okay? All right, bye. 
So that was a real roller coaster it of really emotions. Was. Uh-huh. Yeah. But right. I do. I have gotten a lot of pop culture references towards my voice. Mm-hmm. I feel like I sound like Kermit the Frog. This man thinks I sound like David Cross. Uh huh. I'll take either one. But yes, I will take care of my fiance forever and forever. You, uh, you do get a lot, of, a lot of pressure though when you marry somebody that America is in love with. Like he said, America's sweetheart. Yeah. You, you can never step out of line. No. Everyone has some sort of ownership over the woman in which I am in love with, and that is an awkward feeling. Exactly. Uh, I, here's a listener calling to, I think, burn me, uh, Allie. Uh, we've had the discussion about Necco wafers, which is one of the most delicious oh, of all candies. You're eating chalk. <laughs> well, uh, let's see what she has to say. Hey, Bean, I am uh, burning you right now because I am dipping into my stash of tasty and yet somehow not expired Necco wafers. And I am just, I'm just, I'm just negative water right now. I just need some, some sort of liquid. liquid. See? How, how dare you, first See? of all. Rest in peace. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue like I, the same way I argue about candy corn, which is if it, oh. if people didn't like it, they wouldn't have been making it for the last hundred years, okay? They people use it when you like run it. out of chalk in no. schools. No, yes. Wait, this is important. Do you like Smarties? I love Smarties. This man is a monster. Agreed. <laughs> and by the way, Neckos have been saved. You no longer have to hoard them. The company has been bought and they are back in production. So all is well with the world. Ugh. One of my uh, favorite days of the year, November 10th, is fast approaching. I think uh, this uh, listener will remind you what that means. Hey, this message is from Bean. I'm in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and I see a mural of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And I think, oh, that's interesting. And then I realize it's a mural of the Edmund Fitzgerald. (laughs) Who gives a (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag never forget. You can't, can't really argue with this guy. Look, look, look. Hey, look, look. Hey, look, 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 shut the f*** up, Bean! Look, look. Noted. Here's a warning for the kids. Hey, man, I don't know. I just did some radion dirt. I don't know if I got a bad batch of radion dirt or a good batch of radion dirt, but it's hitting me pretty hard right now. I got to quit derfing. Yeah. You got to really pace yourself when you get into the heavy stuff like the radio derf. Uh, a couple of calls about the uh, Dodgers in the playoffs uh, again this year. Sixth year in a row, they won the NL West. Here's the first one. The Yankees! Woo! Don't ever interview Mama Muggs again. Por favor. Fire beer mug. Obviously. I think he may have had too much radiant derf as well. Mm-hmm. We have another Dodgers call, but first a, a very quick television tip for us. Hey, guys. I'm going to give you a good tip. This is a show. It's way under the radar. You probably never heard of it. Peaky Blinders. Oh. Awesome. But you might have to wait through the first episode. It's kind of boring. Yeah. But the second one, mm-hmm. badass. You'll watch all four seasons. Yep. All right. Peaky Blinders. Great tip, sir. You know Great what? Tip. You know what? Never watching it. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> it's the best. Allie, if you knew about it, why didn't you share? Why didn't you tell no, us? You're right. About it? I should have told you. And uh, finally, on the Afro line, uh, one more for the Dodgers. Dodgers NL West champ. I think we deserve the Allie moaning 
Vince Scully mashup. I don't think Did we do, see? sir. There will be a new day and eventually a new year. What? And when the upcoming winter oh. gives way to spring, oh. Oh, rest oh. assured, once again, it will be oh. time for Dodger baseball. Oh. So this God. is Ben Scully mm -hmm. wishing you a very mm -hmm. pleasant mm -hmm. good afternoon yeah. wherever you may be. Smell it. I hate it. 323-520-AFRO. <laughs> I'm positive that's the number. That's the Kevin and Bean Afro line. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Yes. I'm just I'm so furious at Jensen yeah, right let now. Let So furious at Jensen right now. Right back just, where we started from. Just fed out he hates the OC. Driving in the sun, looking out for number one. Come on, one. Jetson. California, here we come. Right back where we started. How do you hate the OC, Oh, man. It's, it's difficult. I was on the fence, but then you played a Phantom Planet song, <laughs> yeah. and I turned all the way around. No that, way. Come that's on. That's my jam that's a, this week. That's oh. a great theme song. <laughs> no. That's a fantastic theme song. The show is terrible so portrayal much. of teenagers. Oh. I'm so angry right now. That wasn't good. I'm and by the way, I'm Dawson's all the way for the record. <laughs> oh, I love Dawson. I love Dawson's Creek, too. But if you're not Team Pacey, get the no. F out. I'm Team Pacey. I, okay. just, I just like my teenagers talking in long, long prose. <laughs> right, right. Not, not That's a short OC surfer talk, okay. losers. Wow. Locals only. How do we how do we trust Jensen after this lapse in judgment? Agreed. Agreed. To do get up on this. How do we even pretend that we care what his opinion is on anything well, after he's so so flawed? I'm ready to turn it around and show you what the real, real good stuff is. All right, hit it, Steve. Get up, get on up. My first, my first rock pick. Okay. I'm okay. excited about this. My get up on for this week is the St. Louis Quartet Foxing and their brand new album, Nearer My God. Huh. Do you guys know about it? No. No, I've not, not heard of them. Any of you heard of Chip? Foxing. No. I've heard of them. Okay. Well, I'm very excited. It's Connor Murphy, Ricky Sampson, John Helwig, and Eric Hudson, and they released their first album, Albatross, back in 2013, uh, with a bit of an emo revival sound. If you know what I mean. I wasn't necessarily all in for that. And then they had a heavier follow-up with Dealer in 2015, and they showed signs of greatness, but it wasn't until this last month that I fully understood and recognized their potential. It was released in August, and this album takes a humongous swing and fully connects, so much so that every review while researching, and I mean I read eight to ten reviews, used either the word classic or perfection. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Every single one of them, from Pitchfork to uh, Ear Milk to Spin, everything says this is probably the modern-day rock classic. What? Amazing, right? It's all over the place with inspiration from indie to emo to jazz to soul, alt-rock. There's a little R&B in there. It's very experimental at times. I would say 98% of it nails it. Every once in a while, you'll be like, that was strange. Uh, it's produced by former My Chemical Romance guitarist and producer Chris Walla. He uh, has work before, uh, other than with his own band, with the Thermals and Decembrists and... Uh, I believe Tegan and Sarah. Uh, what impresses me most about the album is their ability to get out of the comfort zone mm. that a lot of bands do, right? Yeah. Like you listen to K-Rock sometimes and you go, is that so? You know, they all kind of at times can sound alike. Uh -huh. Not these guys. Let's listen to a song called Slapstick. This is Foxing from their brand new album.
what? what? Everyone's... Were those pipes? Was yeah, it I saxophone? Think what, what was happening Every there? once in a while, bagpipes show up <gasps> on the record. But again, it's very experimental in a sense that like I kind of hear yeah. things come in and out and then don't. And I know you'll hear like... Uh, You'll hear the essence of like a brand new or TV on the radio or M83, but mm-hmm. you won't be able to pin exactly right. who it is. It's so uh, all over the place and uh, eccentric and and just a good album, a good rock album, which it, nowadays you can't get. Well, there, there are very few that uh, that people hear about anymore, that's for sure. Rock music is still being made, but that's why this segment is great is because it gives us a chance to put a spotlight on something you might ordinarily not have just stumbled upon. Right. Now, you, you've heard the whole album. Yes. If somebody were to come up to you, Jensen, and say, A, you're wrong about the OC, but B, <laughs> who, who does Foxing sound most like? Who would you compare them to? Um, you know, in my mind, I think they're sort of a, I mean, brand new is kind of what you'll compare them most to, mm-hmm. but I think like... Um, I honestly kind of think this record is a. I, this is a very big hyperbole, but I'm willing to do it. I think this record is a little like OK Computer. Really? Oh, and I'm okay. not the only one who thinks that. It's I mean, a, a lot of reviews are calling it kind of a modern day OK Computer. These guys, praise. they've faced a lot as a group. They've had their tour van was completely crushed by an out of control truck recently. They faced sexual assault allegations that are, that that were very strange as well. They lost a band member. They're taking risks because they thought about calling it a like quits. Mm-hmm. And so this was the record to be like, can we do it? And boy, have they! This is the title track, "Nearer My God," which is a reference to the song that the band allegedly played while uh, the Titanic sunk. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a reference for them um, about their careers, and this song's amazing. I like it. I like it. Somehow their songs are bummers, but you like want to dance to them, which is awesome. They have another song uh, called Trapped in Dillard's, which, yes, is. Oh, no. It's a song about. No one wants that. It's a metaphor about being <laughs> stuck in a, in a shopping mall. Uh, this next song um, is you're going to hear it on K-Rock. You heard it from me first. I think this is going to, to break. It's called Heartbeats. It's amazing. Now they're like synthing it up. Yeah, they're all over Everything the place. Everything is different. Yeah, and they're very good. And it's not like wow. they're just chasing trends either. You right. know, some people do that. Like they're so different because one person's doing a shredding song or a electro pop. No, this is because it, it's all different facets of this group and they're great. All right, so you're planning your flag, and the name of the group again is? Uh, well, it's called the band's called Foxing. The album is called Nearer My God. It's no OC, uh, but it's a dense album. I hate playing clips because uh, it's really a full album experience, but go download it. That is my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for some animal stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a mini. 
links or a story about a links. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. You know, we've been uh, doing the animal stories for a while, and I just got my first email on the theme song recently calling Omar out on the fact that there is no such animal called a minx. Have we noticed that in the theme song before? I mean, there's a uh, saucy minx. I, well, do, I, um, I do usually <laughs> check all of his theme songs for facts. Right. You, know what you I mean? should. Yeah. I, and this one just, I missed it. I missed it as well. Of course, there is a mink, so he could be talking about the plural of a mink. And there's also, I think it's a cat that is known as a manx, but there is no minx. So uh, just, you know, so that, that. Why are it, we even doing this segment then? Everything's a lie. Why are we doing the show? Everything Amen. is a lie. I know. So I did promise that lister I would point it out. I don't think Omar will care enough to re-record it, but at least it's out there and it has been pointed out to I, us. I will answer for Omar. I'd like to start censoring <laughs> it, though. That I'd like to do. Put a beep okay. over it. Beep over yeah, me. Beep. Okay. Here's a uh, here's a, a great story. You rarely root for the mosquitoes, but this one, Campbellsport, Wisconsin, is where it happened. Here's what happened: a guy goes into a Piggly Wiggly grocery store there in Wisconsin and steals fourteen hundred dollars worth of alcohol. Uh, the manager there recognized him because it was the fourth time he has shoplifted from that school, which by the <laughs> from that store rather, which by the way. What a dumbass yeah. to keep going back where you know you're going to be recognized. So he runs out of the store with all of the Jägermeister, jumps in the car, and takes off. 911 is called. The police are in hot pursuit. Hot pursuit. There's a three-mile car chase. Eventually, the guy pulls over and jumps out of the car and runs into a cornfield to get away. Police are going in after him. After about 20 minutes, he gave himself up held up his hands and said, I can't take it anymore. These mosquitoes are killing me. <laughs> the police say when we handcuffed him, he asked us to wipe his forehead because he had 15 to 20 mosquitoes on him at the time. Uh, apparently, it was very bad. Mosquitoes this time of year in Wisconsin. So bad that a guy would give himself up for shoplifting like that. I mean, these are superhero mosquitoes who are they crime really fighting. Are. Yeah. I'm down for them to just take over the police force. <laughs> Way less racism. We all saw Jurassic Park, and uh, we all know that it's a bad idea to clone ancient animals, but we're getting very, very close to that happening right now. First of all, you've heard about that baby horse that they found. They found a baby horse in the Arctic permafrost who they think was only about 20 days old, and they are looking into cloning it and bringing that horse back to life. Do you feel like there's a potential problem there, or is that something that's awesome and we should be doing? Well, it couldn't survive. Why do we want that horse's DNA what do you someone mean it, else's. Oh, because it died that one time? That doesn't mean that the whole species can't be brought I back, I thought you though. said it was 20 days old. It was 20 days old at the time, They yes. couldn't hack it. She's saying, <laughs> she's saying survival of the fittest. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> so beat, beat it, it horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 40,000-year-old horse, by the way, that no. they're talking about bringing back. No. How about this? In the permafrost of northern Russia, the Smithsonian recently reported that worms that are about 40,000-year-olds have been revived in a Petri dish and are alive now, wriggling, feeding, living. So we're cloning horses that can't cut it and right. worms. Worms, right. These I say, yet. 
Okay. We All right. should, should have talked to Steve Jobs. You know I, what I mean? Like we should have cloned something that was right. Like some, we need to keep someone around that actually will will give something to society. Right. But I think part of the reason they're trying to do this research is a they feel like if they bring back some of those older animals, we can learn more about the history of those animals, and maybe that'll help us understand the world that we've you know that happened tens of thousands of years ago. But I think they're also looking for ways to keep species that are declining rapidly alive too. You know, when you get down to one black rhino, you got to figure out a way to clone it and, and keep the species going. Always black. Okay. Hey, I always racist. Why is it always it racist? Is, it's too much. I bet you Bean would be more into keeping the white rhino right? around. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who has the internet saw that viral video a few days ago of the horse that went into the bar. Yes. And they all said a horse walks into a bar. Uh, or and, and how all the other uh, patrons in the bar had long faces. We saw all the jokes. But mm-hmm. did, did you read any of the articles? Do you know any of the details about what happened? No, I just saw the video. I, I just watched the video and giggled. Yeah. This is a bar in Chan- Chantilly, which is just north of Paris. What happened was the horse's trainer, Jean-Marie Bogin, confirmed that the horse was being led from the stables to the Chantilly race course. It's a little less than a mile away. And for some reason and somehow, the horse dumped the rider. <gasps> so the rider falls off of the horse. The horse is saddled and ready to go race. It gets away and starts running, crosses several streets, goes around a roundabout, almost as if it knew where it was going, and then goes into this particular bar, which is called the PMU bar. PMU stands for Paramutual Urbane, which is not only a bar, it is a place where you go to put your bet down on horse racing. It is the state-controlled betting shop. Whoa. Whoa. And then it it ran straight to a glue factory. (laughs) Wow. He's furious. Now, I don't know whether the horse was in there to say, hey, check me out. Man, am I going to kill it today? Or was trying. I don't know what the what the plan was. But what are the chances that this this horse would run across several streets around a roundabout into this particular bar where you could bet on this horse on that race later that day? I'd bring that horse back. That's an amazing horse. Oh, you would clone that horse? Yes, I'd clone oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah. there you go. Uh, doing animal stories here on the Kevin Abid Show. I often complain that there is not enough information in the story, and never has the case been more than with this one. Here's the hilarious moment, according to the UK's Daily Mail. A pet parrot, a pet parrot, makes a very cheeky proposition to its owner. Charlie McGowan, 21 years old, is watching television when the bird says, "Show me your tees." That's what the parrot says to her. <laughs> And I actually have audio of this one. If you want to hear the parrot saying this, here we go. Hello. <laughs> Again? <laughs> That's what it is. Show us your tease. She could wow. not stop laughing. She put it up on social media saying, Mad Bird, Happy Monday. But the reason I'm frustrated is is this her bird? Is she house sitting? Is it at her parents' house? Where did the bird learn to say that? I mean, I think birds get together, and they're like, hey, you seen my owner's rack? <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. that this bird originally worked at a strip club. Oh, might be the announcer bird? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the state. <laughs> Coming up next, you got Sapphire. <laughs> I don't know a lot about parents, but don't they aren't they only able to say things that they've been taught? I would assume they don't have minds of their own. Right. Yeah. The guy just didn't he wasn't just eyeballing her and said, Oh man, I gotta give you some of that, right? Make sure to tip your waitress. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Animal Stories. 
Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, I don't spend a lot of time on Reddit. Um, do you, Jensen? You seem like a guy who likes to know a, a lot about a lot of things. Are you a Redditor? No. I did an AMA once for the release of my book, and that's literally mm-hmm. the only time I've went there. How about you, Allie? You spend much time on the Reddit? I don't. It confuses me. <laughs> I, uh, I like understand that. I'm an old that. lady when I go to Reddit. I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand this thread. Where's it going? Well, you can find a discussion on literally any topic of the world on Reddit. And sometimes people just go to crowdsource a question. And that's what this one is that I came across recently. A 35-year-old man caught his 29-year-old wife rehearsing a speech for his funeral. Here's what he had to say. Again, by the way, the ages 35 and 29, not, not 85 and 99. And that's important. Got home early and heard my wife talking to someone in the study. She sounded upset. I thought she might be talking to her mom. I didn't announce myself to give her privacy. But then I heard my name, so I lingered for a second. And then I heard her say, my late husband. She was giving a monologue, saying things about me, like a eulogy, or like she was talking about me after I died to someone who didn't know me. Things like, I couldn't stay in the city after my husband passed. Everything reminded me of him. I had to sell the house, even though I loved it so much. We had just bought it. Things like that. Details about me. Our life. It was weird as F. I walked in and I said, hey, what's going on? Thinking she might be on the phone, but she wasn't. She got startled and said she was reading a book out loud. I think her eyes were watering, but I could be imagining things. She did not have a book on her. So, is this normal? Have you ever thought about your loved ones passing away and what you would say? It's this person's a psychopath. Which person? Well, the The wife. Yeah, the The woman reading the the eulogy or practicing a eulogy. And he's just stupid. Yeah, he's got to get out of there. (laughs) This is for sure a horror movie. The The only thing I could think is if she turned around and said, "Listen, I'm I'm auditioning for." The Groundlings, or some acting troupe, or yeah, something. But your audition this is, is my murdering monologue. your husband, you weirdo. It's not murdering. It's just she's she's in pain because he has passed. That's I'm, her monologue. I am going to tell you that most of the responses to this are people with explanations as to what the wife was up to. No. For instance, this is the kind of thing that can happen when you have a kid. You get morbid and obsess about them dying and maybe imagine eulogies and how you would end your own life afterwards. For most people, it's a few occasional dark moments, like after reading a tragic story in the news. But for some, it becomes a constant obsessive and it warrants therapy. I suspect something like this might be happening with your wife. There's no reason it should be happening. Reciting it out loud is on the weird side, but I would suggest she probably adores you but suffers from anxiety and imagines imagines doom scenarios to console herself. She is wrote what, that. <laughs> the wife right? did, yeah. yes. And she's also very pretty. Right? <laughs> you should tell her that more. I, my thing is, is like, I think that could be okay. I'm mm-hmm. all right with that excuse. But practicing it like while pacing in a room, I think is more, it's like a real terrible sign. In other words, if, if it's in your head, it would be different than saying it out loud, you mean? Yes. Well, she mm. thought she was alone, if that makes a difference. Here's uh, another comment from a woman in her early 20s. Oh, yeah, I'm the type of person who lives in my head. I blame it on my inattentiveness caused by my ADHD. I go through old conversations and reimagine how they went or or how I reacted in at least 20 different ways. I also create new potential conversations and imagine how they'd go. It's just living in your head, she says. Um... Again, the ages don't make it sound like anyone's going to die soon unless the husband doesn't know yet. 
He does go back after the first round of comments, the husband, and says, guys, thanks for all the comments, but I want to clear something up. My wife is a five foot three vegetarian who once cut herself in the kitchen and nearly fainted at the sight of her own blood. I know I appreciate your concerns, but she cannot stomach murder. I tell you, she close. By the way, that's what they always think. Yeah, absolutely. She closes her eyes in action movies when Tom Cruise needs to jump off a building. I understand you're all saying better safe than sorry, but I accept that being murdered by my wife is a possibility <laughs> no if i excuse me if i accept that being murdered my wife is a possibility trust me i would be gone and i would file for divorce if i tell a friend a friend or family member what happened they'll never look at her the same way which is true by the way if i tell the lawyer or the police and tomorrow i get killed in an unrelated accident i'll be burdening this innocent woman i love for the rest of my life he does still admit that it seems like a kind of a creepy thing but he still doesn't think she's trying to murder him yeah, that's great that your wife is tiny and she faints at blood mm-hmm. one phone call saying i need this guy off here's my checking account number you're gone sucker yeah. and john wayne gacy was a kids clown if no one <laughs> right? no one ever interviews a neighbor like did you think it was coming and they go, yeah, absolutely. We were always, they always say right. he was a quiet yeah, guy. <laughs> so you guys are convinced oh, yeah. yes. that this woman is planning to murder her husband. Yes. Yeah. I've seen Gone Girl. I've seen enough of these movies. Mm-hmm. I watch Lifetime enough. This is, as she is setting up his murder, she just got caught. Now he's safe. He, so the, 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 it was the luckiest thing that ever happened as he walked into that house at the right time. Well, the luckiest thing would be if he moves now. Right, right. But yeah. My uh, my favorite uh, comment that somebody left, by the way. Uh, hey, uh, can you tell your wife to post an update after she murders you? <laughs> oh my God. On the we'll run. Keep, we'll keep you posted. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Allie's here with what's happening. A lethal weapon sounds like a chill set. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a real blast over there. Yeah, what does. is going on yeah. over there? Imagine being their HR department. Good God. All right, so last season it was Clay Crawford. He was fighting with Damon Wayans. Then Clayne Crawford was released. He was fired from the show. They brought in Sean William Scott, right? Right. So everyone thought, okay, well, just new incarnation everything's gonna be fine well and by the way let me let me interrupt to say i got the sense that everyone cast and crew was on damon wayne's side like he was everybody liked him yeah the problem was all clean right well the video got out of mm-hmm. basically uh screaming at children directing and screaming at children yeah it was very okay. fun very cool dude so that was chill number one now entered this interview with damon wayne's yesterday where he just says well i'm quitting after this season. So after he finishes shooting the first 13 episodes of season three, he's done. He said, quote, I'm a 58-year-old diabetic and I'm working 16-hour days. Like Murtaugh says, I'm too old for this. He now plans to return to the stage and, quote, try to find my smile again. It's hard for me to play this loving, supportive father, husband, friend on TV and be the guy in real life that's telling everybody, I can't. I gotta work. It." What? Yeah, that whole show has been What? Doomed. Yeah. It's it's insanity. Yeah. And is this new to him that there's long days when you're shooting an ep- a show that you're the yeah. star of? I mean, the guy has been in show business for 40 years. Yes. I do remember when the fight, like the feud had gotten public, there mm-hmm. were people that that were like both or not. Absolutely. There definitely was another opinion. Yes. And I think that one may have been right. Yeah. I think the whole show may just want to maybe take a break. It's difficult to make a TV show that uh, functions worse than Mel Gibson in the original. Right. Do you know what I mean? Good God. 
It's insane, though. When I saw that video yesterday and the poor reporter, she's like, you're kidding, though. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. She's like, oh, all right, then. Cool. Shawnee M. Scott is like, hey, wait. I just signed up for this. I thought I was getting a great deal. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre, you guys. Very bizarre. But what about Netflix? They're developing a new TV series and film projects based on the chronic Wuckles of Narnia. Sorry, the Chronicles of Narnia. Remember that series? Those books? C.S. Lewis Company? Right? Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Am I the only one? uh, Okay. Doing the worm on the floor. (laughs) I'm pumped for this. All right. I'm going to move on because apparently none of you care. This is the weirdest thing ever. Misha Barton is joining the cast of the Hills reboot, New Beginnings. Misha Barton. I don't get this at all. Can I give you a, a exclusive? Yeah, sure. They asked my fiance first, which was real bad casting. Is she even from Orange County at all? Yes. Okay. She's from Orange County, grew up in Orange County, and then, uh, but she's like the least party person ever. Right. Like she, we stay at home and stare at the reading. dog and cat. Yeah. Like I don't understand what. <laughs> Why is Danielle just petting a cat for the whole series? Yeah. She doesn't even want a TV in the house. Uh, oh, literal. Come on, oh, come on Bean. Bean. These are so, real people. Misha Barton also, I mean, what's she been up to? She's been really off the radar for a long time, right? I mean, off the rails a little bit. Yeah, and her plantation off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything off for a minute. Very weird. There was video of her screaming. I mean, this is actually not Mm -hmm. funny. There was video that got out of Misha Barton last year of her screaming in her backyard Mm -hmm. at herself. Oh, right. Yeah. And then she got 5150 she ran her car into an old apartment or something. Yeah. Sounds like we should put her on a reality show. Yeah, I think that's a real good idea. Probably safe. Uh, But, of course, if you don't know who Misha Barton is, she was Marissa Cooper on the Fox drama The O.C., which went on to inspire MTV's Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County, which in turn led to the spinoff The Hills in 2006. Yeah. I read a tweet yesterday that made me laugh. Thank you, Aaron Fullerton, for this. Ugh, I'm so sick of actors joining the reboot of the spinoff of the reality soap version of their original shows. Right? That old trope. Yeah. I hate it. It's just odd, though. They, I guess they're just finally saying, yeah, it's not a real show, so why not just put an actress on it? Yeah, yeah right, right. They killed her in the OC. That I remember. Yeah. They killed her off. That was like a real sign of we don't want you on the show anymore. (laughs) See ya. If we ever come back, you're dead. And then the other guy, he had to move to Gotham and start fighting uh, Batman. Yeah, good for him, though. Right? He was from Chino. Get out of Orange County. Isn't that what they say in the pilot to him? Get out of your Chino, boy. It's such a crap show that everyone uh, seemed to accept. Oh my god, I dare love you. That show. I loved that show it too. Was garbage and you, no, know you are garbage. terrible human. You are wrong. If you, oh, oh, you are wrong, sit sir. Down. Uh, thank un- you. It was like if Oakley glasses were a TV show. No. <laughs> No. How dare you? It wasn't good. Everyone thought it was funny because they had the one Jewish kid who said one-liners. It wasn't good. Oh, oh. My God. What's happening right now? I don't know, but is it too late to to, to not have uh, Jensen on this program? What? How many seasons did it run for? Not like enough. Seven or something. Yeah, not because enough. It was just to remind you, Freaks and Geeks was on for one season. It's very true. Yeah. Just to tell you how much OC was probably overrated. You, you never were excited about Seth and Summer's relationship. No. Oh, was, how dare I you? No. I did too. And I loved uh, uh, Julie Cooper. Remember Melinda Clark played Julie Cooper? Sure. I loved her. The dad with the eyebrows. Oh, I love. Peter Gallagher. Love. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm with you, Jensen. It was awful. Yeah. Oh. Ship and Jensen. Get off my phone. <laughs> no, it's not good. You are awful humans. I, I want to reboot it as Canoga Park. 
I'd watch <laughs> just that. Just have a bunch of people 818 I love 818. Let's right. do it. Well, then do it. All right. we, need a, we need a scientific survey on uh, on how the OC holds up. I still say it's great. I love it. Oh, Seth and Summer, when they finally Seth got together. Seth and Summer! Like, oh, my God. This is really two uh, versus two here. What, wasn't, what? Um, wasn't Olivia Wilde on that show, too? Didn't she come in for a while? I want to say Olivia Wilde was yes, on. Yes, she Wilde? made out with Misha Barton. Come on. Oh. Right? I like that the idea things? that Bean tried to save this whole thing by being like, Olivia Wilde was on it. Right? Like, that's going to turn me. <laughs> oh, the great Olivia Wilde. Uh, <laughs> Madame Olivia Wilde was on I'm it. I'm saying on top of all the other awesomeness. No, that's I'm sure I'm Judy Dench came by. I had a quick three-episode <laughs> arc. She, too, made made out with Misha Barton. It was odd. Yeah. Weird was, choice. Took a weird turn. Well, congratulations to Kate Hudson. She announced that she and her partner, Danny Fuk- Fujikawa, Careful. I almost switched it. Fujikawa welcomed their first child, a girl named Ronnie Rose Hudson Fujikawa, yesterday. He is named after his grandfather, Ron. So, adorable. She is such a cute pregnant woman. I'll say it right now. Just adorable. Kate Hudson, keep having babies. I mean, if you want. Okay. I'm not telling you what to do with your body. We've got a government for that. Some birthdays for you. Dakota Johnson, Melissa Benoist, Rachel Lee Cook, Susan Sarandon, Alicia Silverstone, and who's with me? Liev Schreiber. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Every Thursday morning at this time, it's one of my favorite segments because it gives you, the Kevin and Bean Lister, a chance to make a little money. Hit it, Steve. Our friend R.J. Bell comes to us every week from Las Vegas. He is, of course, the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, and now can be heard on over 200 radio stations with his new daily radio show, Straight Out of, Ve- Straight Out of Vegas with R.J. Bell on Fox Sports Radio. R.J., congratulations on that, man. That is a, that's tremendous how, how fast that's taken off for you. You know, there's an appetite for the sports betting stuff, so I, I feel honored to be a part of it. And listen, you guys, and this is our fifth year together, I can't think of a segment that's been more important, not only because you've got so many listeners, but the the reputation and, and the esteem Kevin and Bean's held in. It's just helped me so much, and I appreciate it so much. Well, you're very kind, but you've also never not had a winning record at the end of every that's season. That's true. That's yeah. a, I hope I hope I have one. Now, this year looks great, right? We haven't even had a losing week this nope. year. RJ's like, lead with that. Yeah. But, but, but let's hope I have at least equity for one losing season before you kick me to the curb. Uh, unlikely. unlikely. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very tough room, RJ. It's, a, it's like a one-and-out tournament. All right, you so know, you were, you, I, I'm lucky then. All right. You were two and one again last week. Let's see what we can do for the listeners this week. NFL Week 5. You've got the Big Dog Game which is the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. i got to be honest, the Dolphins have been an interesting story for me this year. I haven't really been following what's going on with the Bengals. You tell me. Well, they've been fairly lucky in coin flip games. Now, what do we consider a coin flip game? It's a game that's 50-50. At the end, it could go either way. They've had two of those. They've won both of them. That means they have a 3-1 and one record on those two coin flip wins, make them three and one. Imagine how differently we'd be thinking about the Bengals if they were one and three. But they could very easily have lost those two coin flips. So we're selling high right now on the Bengals. And our pick 
is the Dolphins plus six and a half. The reason being, it's the opposite with the Dolphins. Yeah, they started quickly and with a good record, 3-0, but they got embarrassed in front of the world against New England. It wasn't even close. No. Well, that happens sometimes, but everyone's reevaluated. Oh, the Dolphins are terrible. Look how bad they looked, even though they're 3-1 too. So we got two 3-1 teams, but... Our team is getting six and a half points. We're taking the Dolphins getting those six and a half. See, this is what's interesting that I think I, I hope people get week to week with you, RJ, is when you make your picks, it's because of what the public is thinking versus what the wise guys know. And that's where the money is made, right? It's very contrarian. And think about it like real estate. I re- It's a marketplace. If everyone's excited about one neighborhood in L.A. and the prices go up 40 percent, do you want to buy there? No, you want to find a neighborhood that's similar to that, that eventually people are going to get excited about. That's a great analogy i think to the way we do nfl all right your best bet of the weekend the houston texas they're playing the dallas cowboys what say you you know this is about the psychology of the texans they came into the year with high expectations they have deshaun watson a quarterback he got hurt last year but boy his potential is through the roof but when he got hurt it was a knee injury even five years ago this kind of knee injury would have been 12 14 months But there's been medical advancements, and now players are coming back after nine or ten months. But what happens is they come back, and they're not all the way back. They're they're ready, but they're only 94% or 5% ready. And what we saw was Watson started the season very slowly. Well, last week against the Colts, he had a game as good as any game he had last year. So the team is enthused at this point. He physically, the quarterback for Houston is looking good, but the marketplace is pricing them based on their whole season, which they're one in three. So they don't have a great record, but now Watson looks to be physically back. So we have the Texans at home only laying three points against the Cowboys. And speaking of overpriced neighborhoods, Dallas is America's team. They're usually overpriced. We're going with the Texans. Yeah, a lot of people lost uh, money betting on the Cowboys and the Seahawks, that's for sure. All right, the big <laughs> game of the weekend, Pittsburgh Steelers, Atlanta Falcons. I will say this, the, this, uh, the Seahawks are being bet heavily by the pros, so you might have a little optimism this week against the Rams. But in this game, the Steelers are our pick, Steelers minus three. I would say Pittsburgh is the most emotional team in the NFL. What I mean by that is the Patriots are the other end of the spectrum. It's Let's go to work. You know, no days off. It's a grind for the Patriots. The Steelers are up really high some games and really low some others. Well, right now, Pittsburgh's in a must-win spot. If they lose this game, their season is in the toilet, and that means they're going to be emotionally very involved. You look at Atlanta on the other side, they're just injured on defense. Defensive injuries don't really register with the average fan, but Atlanta is as injured as any team in the NFL, so we're going to take Pittsburgh Steelers minus three as our big game bet. Am I a bad person that I like it when I see Steelers fans sad? Because they already have the crying towels right there, well, right? Listen, you guys probably understand this with other radio shows. They look at you with envy, and uh-huh. that envy turns to hate. Well, you are now like the show, other loser shows. You're looking at the Steelers with envy, and it turns to hate. I think you just called us losers. I, I wasn't so. sure what just Pretty happened. Sure. But I also love the, that uh, you just called them the crying towels. The crying towels. Instead yeah, of the lose? terrible no, no, towels. Let, let, me, <laughs> let, let me be clear. 
clear. When it comes to radio, you are the guys that people are envious of. Oh, when sure. It comes to, when it comes to football, you're envious of the Steelers. Uh, you're talking to different people than we are. All right, I want to mention uh, just two things real quick with our friend R.J. Bell uh, before we let you go. First of all, the, uh, this is what I see on your site. The Rams are currently the biggest Super Bowl favorite of any team at this point in the season during the last decade. Whoa. And I tell you, what's amazing is... If four weeks ago today, our first segment of the season, you would have said, what's the odds on the Rams? You could have gotten 13 to 1. <gasps> now, four, to win the Super Bowl, four weeks later, and hey, four impressive games from the Rams mm-hmm. later, they're now in the 2 to 1 range. Wow. And, and even the Patriots haven't been 2 to 1 at this point in the season in the last decade. But RJ, so the- RJ isn't this too early? We bet this seems too early to be this kind of hype. Now, listen, that's a savvy comment because think about baseball, right? The Dodgers and all that. Imagine if there were a four game stretch in August, the Dodgers (laughs) go one and three. And someone says, oh, they're done. Forget about it. Well, it's only four games. Well, in the NFL, it's only four games. Now, I understand people are going to say there's only 16 the whole season, but it doesn't change the fact that it's only four games. Don't overreact. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Mama Muggs. Right, but but uh, having said that, the savvy people who put the you know got the thirteen to one could yeah. be very very happy come February. All oh, right. if anyone has a thirteen to one ticket, I'll buy it. Real uh, real quick before we let you go, because we do have a huge game at Dodger Stadium this afternoon. The Braves are coming to town. The uh, Dodgers didn't quite get there last year. How is Las Vegas feeling about their chance to win the World Series this year? They're right in the mix. There's there's really uh, there's a cluster of these eight teams. I'll just run them down. Red Sox favor three to one. Astros four to one, Dodgers are next six to one. Right behind them, the Yankees at seven to one, and then Milwaukee eight to one, Indians eight to one, Rockies ten to one. The only team that's a long shot, the Braves, Atlanta Braves, sixteen to one. Okay, all right. Well, that's good news for getting through the first round at least. Thank you, RJ. RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast is available on iTunes with both college football and NFL episodes every week. Again, the daily radio show is called Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell. You can find that on Fox Sports Radio and go to pregame.com for all the rest. On Twitter, at RJ in Vegas. Great talk. We'll do it again next week, sir. Thank you, guys. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. DJ Omar Khan. Hey, good morning. You seemed very sad yesterday. You seemed like you were in a, uh, it was a factory of sadness out in your neighborhood yesterday with everybody just walking around being mopey. Everybody wanted some rain. People Mm -hmm. were dressing warm because the weather people were saying, it's going to rain. Where's the rain? I was in a supermarket store with this lady who was irate talking about the weather people, how they can't get their ass together and (laughs) tell them the truth. They're a bunch of liars. (laughs) Ali, even you were looking forward to dressing up a little bit, having to brave the elements for a minute. I love rain more than most people, so I was super pumped. I had told my parents, who now live in Maine, I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys, it looks like maybe some rain on Wednesday. This feels so good. They're like, oh, honey, that's wonderful. I'm calling people in other states with my happiness. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what went wrong? It just never arrived. Yeah, no. No. Snake, and- snake oil salesmen. That's, that's what these that's weathermen are. Okay. Yes. Weather women and weathermen. They are absolute 
shysters. All right. Well, we wanted to find out more about this from a guy who should know. Our old friend Mark Thompson is on the line. He has been a part-time and mostly full-time weatherman in Southern California for decades and decades and decades on Fox Channel 11. Hey, Mark, welcome back to the Kevin Beach Show. How are you? Hello, kids. Hello. Nice <laughs> to talk to you. Hey, con man. <laughs> I, uh, I am aware of this abuse, but I didn't realize it ran as deep as it apparently does. <laughs> Mark, you've been a weatherman for many, many years. Do you get... Uh, yes, man. Are... It's been 30 years. All right. You are held personally responsible for the words that you speak on the news by many of your viewers, correct? As well, we should be held. As well, I should be held. Yes. Uh, all right. So what's your answer to you're just making it up? Because clearly you told people, not you personally, but you're the... You're the, you're yeah, the collective you. We, the collective we came you. on and we screamed from the rooftops that it was going to rain on Wednesday. Yeah, we and heard Drizzle, Drizzle Watch was something I heard. Where the hell was Drizzle Watch? It didn't uh, happen. I didn't, I didn't hear Drizzle Watch, but I did. Look, the warnings were up for some heavy rain possibilities because of the burn problems and the burn areas are so vulnerable. And honestly, this was the big rain event of the season, the first one. I always, it's funny, I said on Tuesday to someone, I said, the thing about these first rain events is that they typically are like, not quite as intense as they sort of represent on the computer models, and it just—they're always the weird ones, or they're delayed, or some. The, 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 generally, can, can I just stop you there, Mark? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Mark, I'm, I'm breathing heavy. And, I'm just, and this is what weathermen do. Right? They're like, oh no, it's like you know what? Oh, yeah. it, it's sporadic rain, and right. we're doing this. It's all like double talk. They're trying right. to get inside your head so they can trick you. <laughs> yeah. This is what uh -huh. they do. And he, Mark Thompson has made a 30-year-long career yeah. out of this stuff. He's bought a house out of saying something about. <laughs> a Doppler, and right. that's not even a real word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, crazy. So now, let me just give you the X's and O's on what happened. We had... We did have rain in a lot of places. Oh, in fact, oh, most sporadic areas. rain. Yeah, I, got, I know that. So people think, oh, it probably di didn't rain here, but it rained somewhere. I genuinely think that if weather people in Los Angeles every day looked at the camera and said, it's going to be 73 degrees today, they would be wrong just as much as they are now. Yep. Like, it's the, you could get, I, we could do it. Yeah. Omar and I could go oh, on yeah, the news totally. right now and become wow. two of the best duo weathermen Absolutely. in the history of this city. Well, look, the other thing is, when a, a region hasn't had rain in a long time, and we've been, it's been so dry, you're dying for rain, the first blip that shows up, you start talking about it. And you go, hey, it's not going to happen for like, until next week. But look, next Wednesday, next Tuesday or Wednesday, looks like, uh, now it looks like it's going to be Wednesday. Wednesday still looking at it. Every day you start pumping and pumping and pumping it. And what that does is it builds this anticipation that it's going to be the storm of the century, when in <laughs> truth it's just the first rain event. So we start talking about it a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that amplifies the kind of expectation you have. And we actually got a quarter inch of rain and a third of an inch. I, think, I saw in some spots San Gabriel had heavy rains. They were actually uh, to the point that they were considering a flash flood advisories there. So there oh, were. Oh, fucked. yeah. They were, they were totally drowning over there. Uh, <laughs> listen, Mark, do you also do tarot cards? We'd like oh, our future wow. right now. Wow. Really, it's brutal. It's brutal. I had no idea. I'm glad that we've unearthed this hostility, though. This is going to be helpful for us. So, Mark, I'm glad you brought up San Gabriel because isn't the biggest problem with a, with a massive of broadcast area, like when you're on TV talking to Southern California, it's a hundred miles from tip to tip, the area that you're talking about. It's likely that there's going to be different weather along the way, right? That's right, Bean, and that's why it's so easy to be correct, and indeed we were <laughs> last night, so I want you to uh, back yeah, but you're right. The, the the thing is, you're you know you're having to reduce everything on, on television to a cartoon, right? It's that seven day outlook or whatever, and that is 
a little bit too much of a reduction given how wide a region we're talking about. But usually gotcha. we talk about the different areas, and we're pretty specific. I, I, do, I will concede, though, uh, uh, that this event was not what was as heavy a rain producer as expected. It did, I mean, it was, but I do also think that it was amplified in everybody's mind because they just kept banging the drum about rain, and we were, yeah. it never looked like oh, it was going to be more than four it became amplified. You know? Can we just start with stopping by calling it an event? It's not an event! Well, if it doesn't happen, it's nothing. It's never an event. <laughs> um, are we through this system, Mark? Is, is it possible the kids will get rain today and be happy? Uh, this event is over. Everyone. It is over. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is, uh, there, there's some clouds lingering, and I looked right before I came on. There's a little, there's some low-level moisture in spots, but it's not going to amount to anything. It's going to clear out. There'll be a cool day today, but no more rain, I don't uh, think, for the most uh, part. No. All right. Mark I don't Thompson. think for the most part. Well, I've got right? Look at that. Now, right? that is a weatherman. Uh, that, I think that's a fair bust. That is a weatherman yes. two-step. I saw it. I, I mean, I have to cover my that was a kickball right. change. That is just verbal cover. <laughs> um, but listen, I want to say, I think this has been good for our relationship. I had no idea that I you were too. having this hostility. <laughs> no, yeah. it's good to get it out in the open. You're son yeah. of a bitch, Mark. And uh, before we sign off real quick, it's going to be 73 degrees today. This is K-Rock's Kevin and Bean. <laughs> You're hired. Mark is... It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Still so furious at Jensen. We found out this morning that he not only dislikes, not only doesn't have time for it, no. but hates the OC and did when it was on. We've been on the road. Even when it was, even when it was the hottest show on television. Oh yeah, the hottest show on television. Absolutely. You hated it then too. Oh, Jeff, I know. You're on the wrong side of history with Jensen. It's crazy. I Team mean, Jensen. I, the crazy part is, it's like I have to argue with the people who gave them the Peabody Award and David Simon saying that it's better than The Wire. I mean, okay. it's it's uh, we're not alone. I guess we're alone, Jeff. All right, that, All right, that man, didn't stand tall. That didn't happen, but I'm going to suggest for you, why don't you go back and watch the pilot? I'll watch the pilot. Oh, and don't watch the pilot. Oh, yeah, because it takes a time to get into it. The old, <laughs> you should always oh, watch it. Can't least wait to torture myself to get to a good part of something. <laughs> but the OC was so fun, I Judson. loved it. It was so fun. It was must-see TV before there was must-see TV. Well, Summer there was set. technically must-see TV was before That's the true, OC. Actually. But, yeah, right, but right, I right. will say this. Uh, if, if I wanted to torture myself, mm -hmm. this thing was on for way too long. Okay. It, was, it was all over the place. I also found out that Paris Hilton... Had a, had an episode arc on this show. This is she not. Was, she was very popular around the time that it aired. That was a good. That was probably a good get at that time. Uh, listen, so were Tamagotchis. They didn't put them on the air. I'm telling you, the OC was garbage. I stand by it. Well, I don't I mean, think we have anything else to discuss. No. Beat it, Allie, kid. let's just turn off that mic, mm -hmm. and you and I will talk about what's happening here on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I think we can all agree on this. Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, great show. The Jam, yeah. right? Great show. Well, today in 1992, Beverly Hills 90210 premiered on Fox. <gasps> wow, the, the 26th anniversary is the big one. It's the big one, <laughs> this, yeah. This is something I can get behind. Okay, all right. Well... I'd like to ruin Jensen's day. Oh, no. Because, really, he ruined ours with that awful OC take. You were one of the early adopters of hating those electric scooters, the bird yes. scooters. Yes. You and, wanted yeah. people to actually push them over whenever they saw them. Yeah. You hated them so very much. And if you're into them, I wanted you to ride into the ocean with yes, them. Yes. Yeah. You were very upset. Mm -hmm. Well, um, 
expect to see even more because Uber has dumped even more of them on the streets no. starting yesterday. Uber has their own? They rolled out their own line of electric scooters. They're called Jump. <sighs> These names. It's awful. Bird, Jump. They sound like terrible nightclubs. Just saying. So Lime. there's Lime. Lime, yes. They're on the streets now. Uber. Disappointed! It's not a good situation. Oh, yeah. By the way, that guy? Mm-hmm. Kevin Sorbo? Three episodes of The O.C. Well, back Three then, great episodes, I bet. Very, very sure, popular. Crazy. Good right? line read. Yeah. So you upset? I'm I disappointed! I feel like I... The O.C., bitch! Disappointed! <laughs> I feel like it didn't upset you as much as I hoped it would. <laughs> All right. Well, moving along. So, John Favreau's live-action Star Wars TV show for Disney streaming service finally has a name and a plot. It will be called The Mandalorian. In a post to his official Facebook and Insta- Instagram pages, he posted a brief synopsis. It's going to follow a Mandalorian gunslinger in the years following Return of the Jedi. There were rumors in recent weeks that the show was going to be possibly about Boba Fett. But it seems now not so much Boba Fett, but same kind of universe with the Mandalorians. So warrior culture, right? It's what we're into. Anyone? Uh, I guess there's too too many Star Wars thread lines yeah. for me to keep track of. Too many. Too much TV, and this fits in perfectly with my theory. There's too much television. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough time. There's shows that we don't even know exist that are out there that are probably great. There's Billy Bob Thornton's on a TV show. I'm sure it's genius. Billy Bob is genius. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called. I don't know where to find it. Too much TV. But this is going to be the first ever live action Star Wars show ever. Too much TV. That's a big deal. Listen, I'm sure it's a big deal. I'm sure it's going to be great. But how do we have any time for any of this? It costs around $100 million for 10 episodes, so it's going to look good. And I also can't... Here's my problem with the Star Wars is I can't keep track of all the various timelines. Like... This is where you say this is right after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, the years following Return of the Jedi. But the Mandalorians were in the non-canon novels and a ton in Clone Wars. Okay. you See, you lost me with all of that. I, I just don't, I don't have the capacity to keep all that. You don't have the capacity to love something that's great is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly think, what I'm picking up. I think the Billy Bob show is on Amazon and I want to say it's called... You can say anything, and I'd probably agree. Juicy Fruit. Yep. It's called Juicy Fruit. That is a good show. Juicy <laughs> okay, Fruit with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I, it's true. It, it's, there's too much. Jessica Biel's on a show? Yeah. Yes. She was up Sinner. for an Emmy. The yes, Sinner. She was, she was yeah. up for an Emmy. Yeah. Has anyone in this room watched The Sinner? No. Yeah. No. Too much TV! I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Goliath. It's called Goliath. Goliath. That's the Billy Bob show. There you go. I'm sure Sneaky Pete. There's a show called Sneaky Pete with Aaron Paul. Great actor. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it because there's there is, too much TV. There is a show called Sneaky Pete, actually. That's true. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. I mean, he's getting really amped up about stuff. I'm telling you, there's too much. He's very angry. Do you guys know that Denzel Washington is on a TV show called Perf? <laughs> no, you're, now you're, you're just, just making, making okay, stuff up. Okay, I made up. that one up. Okay. That wasn't <laughs> real. Right. But you know what? It's fit perfect. Sure. It didn't sound that off. Yeah. No, I mean, Julia Roberts has a show. Why not? Yeah. It's That one's called Dongs. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I'm in. Just wait, Julia Roberts isn't on TV. Uh, she's got a show on uh, Amazon as well. I don't think it's out yet, though. No, it, it hasn't. It's getting okay. ready to debut any minute now. It's yeah, nuts. It's, yeah, it's not called Dongs, though, right? Well, it might be called Dongs. Because I will search for it, and whatever comes up, comes up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. All right. You guys remember all of those different break-ins? Yes, you know, Puig, Rihanna, Christina Milian, all of them. Well, 
The LAPD arrested four people uh, earlier in the week. They had hit more than 24 homes of the rich and famous. However, they also had a list of 12 potential celebrity targets. Matt Damon, Viola Davis, LeBron James. Well, LeBron James has taken the situation very seriously, and he's taking every possible measure to protect his family, including at least 10 armed security personnel at his home, including off-duty police officers. Full-time. This is what sources are telling TMZ. They're also saying uh, that the NBA's security team is also involved in the security plans. But you've got to figure, LeBron does have the money. If there was anyone to have full-time armed guards at their house, it's going to be a LeBron James. Plus, it's... You know, he's in a new city full time. His mm-hmm. wife, Everyone knows where the his house kids, is. Right? Yeah. You'll know when he's out of town. Absolutely. Uh, but if you were to rob LeBron James, it would be an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. I mean, it's so much dough and jewelry and clothing mm-hmm. and just so much stuff that I, I think it's worth it for him. I think so too. Absolutely. But then you look at it like a Matt Damon. Does he have the juice for off duty police officers armed? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think a lot of actors want to pay full-time, round-the-clock personnel to to look after their home. That's for sure. It's right. like half a million dollars a year, basically. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say, yeah, yeah, easily. But LeBron, that's like a that's, Tuesday. Yeah, that's that's hamburger money. Does he eat hamburgers? LeBron James? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I bet he does. I bet he loves a slider, too, just because they look so tiny in his hands. <laughs> Those dudes, when you see the things they eat... Like when you see their like intake and right. how much calories they have. Disturbing. Yeah, I eat mayo once and my chin like is huge. But LeBron James <laughs> eats like gallons of mayo and he's that buff. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how the world works. I don't think LeBron James is eating gallons of mayo. Mm, you know. But I'm now a, we need to look into it. A I've, day in the life of LeBron. What's I have inside he info. <gasps> really? Yeah, big science. Okay. All right. Well, like I said it. And if you missed it earlier there may be quite a treat in store for you guys heading out to Cal Jam Fest this weekend in San Bernardino. Over the last 24 hours, the Foo Fighters have posted some pretty cryptic tweets. The first one, they announced a screening of Joan Jett's new documentary and Foo Fighters responded by tweeting, can't wait, what else could we have up our sleeves? Stay tuned. Black Hearts. Thank you. <laughs> Hours later, the Foo Fighters shared footage from Nirvana's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after party that took place after their induction into the Hall of Fame in 2014. And that tweet included the caption, this is a jam, Cal Jam Fest, hashtag Cal Jam 18. And then it was retweeted by Nirvana's verified account. They're from Canada. No. So, does that mean there's a Nirvana reunion in store for Cal Jam? Because all Mm. three surviving members, it's true, Rodney, Mm -hmm. will be there. (laughs) We've got Dave Grohl and Pat Smear, of course, playing with the Foo Fighters. Chris Novacellic is scheduled to appear with his band, Giants in the Trees. And then two people that sang with Nirvana at that 2014 reunion show, Joan Chet, John McCauley, from Deer Tick. Both will be there. Why? Hell yeah. Well, I'm telling you because it's possible that there's going to be a Nirvana reunion. Uh... I don't know. I, I feel like you could maybe believe it. At least hold out a little bit of hope. Yes. Oh, thank you. What a great turnaround. I appreciate that. I'm holding out for the Blind Melon reunion. Are you? Yeah. Hoping Seriously. 
Yeah, seriously? Yeah. Who would le- sing lead no, on I that? No, I think Rodney was agreeing with me. Oh, he he would agree? You would, Rodney? Some dreams come true. <laughs> they do. They absolutely do. Oh. It's been nice talking to you. You're right. <laughs> K-Rock. You want some birthdays? Bitch. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, we have to wrap up the show. That was... Like hell. That's totally uncalled for. Aloha. Aloha to you, too. Hello and goodbye. That was a good... That's true. Yeah. All right. Happy birthday, Liev Schreiber. No? Oh, you want more? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Bigot. No, she's not at all. At all. Susan Sarandon. Debbie Downer. Totally nailed it. What about Rachel Lee Cook? Born to be bad. Ooh, maybe. (laughs) Melissa Benoist. Cry baby. No, she's Supergirl. She's wonderful. And of course, Dakota Johnson. Meow. Right? (laughs) I think a lot of people would agree with you, Rodney, and that's what's happening. Thank you uh, very much, Rodney. Thank you, Jensen. Uh, thank you, Allie. And thank you, of course, to Black Dog Bob. Don't forget, on your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow, I don't like to uh, I don't like to overhype. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of the, be- the best, the potentially one of the best Kevin Bean shows of the whole darn year tomorrow. Not only do we have a new Cheers with Beer Mug, not only is it Fry Yay, that means keep it 100. Uh, Mr. Movie Phone is going to be joining us to talk about Venom. And to talk about A Star is Born, rock and roll legend Billy Idol is going to be on the program with us tomorrow because he's in town for Cal Jam this weekend, of course. And one of our all-time favorite guests and one of the greatest guitarists in the history of the world, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, from Soundgarden, from Audio, not Soundgarden, excuse me, from Audio Slave, from Prophets of Rage. And with a new solo album coming out, he's got a lot to talk about. So Tom Morello to all of that tomorrow right here on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.